Hello, everyone. I am uh, Claudio Murgan, the host of the Spiritual Inspired Podcast, and uh, my guest today is Alan Torres. Known as the Genesis Doctor, Alan is the world-renowned authority in human consciousness and energy healing. He's a spiritual mentor and healer to celebrities, entrepreneurs, and truth seekers. He's been featured in Entrepreneur and Inc. magazine and has been seen on Good Morning La La Land, a popular Los Angeles-based uh, show. Uh, Alan, thank you very much for uh, joining me today. Thank you, Claudio. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. A very concise uh, introduction, but uh, it, uh, yeah. it's very um, good, and we're going to expand from, from, that, from there. Sure. So I'd like to ask you how all this spiritual start, uh, stuff started for you. How did it all start for me? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I'll say it this way, and I believe your, your audience, you're very open-minded. <clears> so I'll say it, at least in this lifetime, uh, it was about 16 years ago officially. And um, actually before that, even in 11th grade, when my dad handed me a book um, for my uh, history class on the true history of the United States Federal Reserve. Um, this was, and it's called The Creature of Jekyll Island. If any of you want to look at that book, it's a great book. I see you nodding your head. You've, seen, yep. you've read that book. Yeah. So that was the first part where like the spiritual path began really you know, at that point there in this life. And when I started questioning everything and I found myself reading a lot of alternative media and different things online just to, to try to educate myself on what are the true history and origins of humanity, right? Which nothing in our books. And especially when I'm going through school, I'm like, this is all bogus this doesn't make any sense. And none of this is true. So it was tough. But as far as the spiritual part, um, I remember in college having a, an experience while I was playing golf, I was a big golfer, and I actually had dreams of turning pro I was a pretty good golfer. And um, I was on the golf course with a girlfriend of mine. And uh, we had this experience where I had this realization, and I asked her a question, and, and it, it, it ended up with both of us crying uh, there in the middle of the fairway on this golf course. And and uh, in that moment, I realized, oh, my gosh, like there's there's a disconnect here with with certain things. And um, I'm so glad I found this. That way I could start to go deeper and look more at myself. And then um, some years later, you know, I started really questioning things when I started messing around with cannabis and different things. But, um, you know, I, I was going through a very tumultuous relationship with now my former ex-partner, my former ex-wife. And, you know, a beautiful, dynamic, incredible human being. I have nothing but love for her at this point. And uh um, and, and that journey was about an eight, eight and a half year journey. But in the beginning, you know, it, even though I had studied so many different things, everything from hypnosis to psychology to, I mean, human behavior, I mean, this was my vocation in college, you know, that was my first study. Um, I tried everything the traditional route and realized that everything that I had studied and tried to make my relationship better just wasn't working. And I said, oh gosh, you know, at the very bottom of my list was, energy and consciousness and me being a man and being a Latin man, uh, at least with my conditioning back then, I was like, no, 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 that's too airy, fairy, fluffy bunny. And I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. I think everyone who does that is nuts. And, you know, my relationship kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And lo and behold, I said, okay, finally, well, I guess I've tried everything else. <laughs> let me, let me look at this. And so I did. And, uh, Long story short, I, I ended up uh, sitting with a shaman um, and did my first uh, psilocybin mushroom ceremony and had a, a, a second or third experience of my heart opening. Um, I already had some heart opening experiences before that, but it was kind of like a, as my heart was awakening and, and I was going through that transition from head to heart, there was still that battle between the head and the heart. And there was that questioning of, is this my heart, is this not? But it really was. And then when I sat with that medicine, um, without a doubt, my heart fully opened and uh, with that last little creek that it needed to open up. And it was a beautiful experience. And that started me down the path, at least uh, shamanically, um, you know, and, and um, I went all in, you know, I found myself going to South America, I studied around the world, and I sought out the elders and the shamans and those who were off the beaten path, those who did things differently, because I realized the things that were of the mainstream narrative of the societal norms just were bogus and baloney and bull and they didn't work and I needed to find the truth and for me I'm a no BS type of guy you've been in my group and you've, you've seen me with, with everybody and I'm, I'm just straight to the point I'm a straight shooter I have no time to waste nor do I ever want to waste anyone's time and so for me I just I went straight to the source who are those that are most connected with the earth who are those that still care about the land that still revere and honor it who are those that still respect it that still live off the land and those are the, the individuals some of that I began to study with. Um, and I went all in, you know, 
formal training and uh, I mean everything from from medicine work in the jungle to even studying with a Qigong grandmaster who could boil water with his bare hands. And actually, I just came back from Los Angeles uh, here to Arizona um, about four days ago, and I actually had not heard from my my teacher, the Qigong grandmaster, for probably about the last four months. And long story short, I, I found that he had just passed in in February. So my heart goes to him and his family. Um, and, and sadly, we lost a, an incredible master, someone who truly uh, was a master at energy. There's a lot of people who say there's a, they're a master at energy, but this man could do things that literally would make someone's mind get blown. I mean, things like, you know, uh, walking on a suspended piece of rice paper that's framed with a wood frame in between two stools, stepping up on the stool, stepping onto the rice paper, which has a foot and a half drop off, would not fall through it, onto the next stool, onto the next piece of rice paper, and then onto the stool and off. So essentially walking on water. So, so yeah, um, unfortunately we lost him, but I studied with him and other incredible individuals. And uh, lo and behold, you know, everything led me back to myself. <laughs> and obviously this transition, this 18, 19 inch journey that I believe is, is the greatest one that I've ever been through. And after finding that, that place was, well, you found the heart, which most people will spend lifetimes even realizing that there's a shift from head to heart, right? Then it's, well, you found the heart, how do you get in there, right? Then after you find out how to get in there, then it's how do you stay there, right? And then after how do you stay there, it's how do you live there? And so I journeyed through all those steps and um, fully integrated living from my heart, from oneness, from Christ consciousness, as some would say, or unity consciousness, and had to reimagine my entire life uh, from a place of, of oneness, from a place of, uh, of non-duality, right? From a place where there's no judgment, from a place where I see things as they are. And of course, the logical mind's still there, but now the mind, my mind is a servant of my heart. And I use it kind of like an external hard drive, right? It's kind of like a backseat driver, but not really a driver anymore. <laughs> and uh, it's back there, but it, you know, it's, it, I use it, but the biggest difference is now I use it versus it using me like it did in the past or like so many of my students. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a heck of a journey. Um, I've loved every second of it. If you ask me how I got up here, sitting in front of people or speaking on big stages, you know, thousand plus people, 3000, 4,000 people, honestly, I still don't know. I just know that God universe led me on a certain path. And every step of the way, I kept saying yes to myself and to my healing and to my evolution. Um, and, and here I am, you know, and, uh, it's just been phenomenal. So I'm very grateful to have been on the journey thus far. Yeah. I'm, I think is, uh, there's, there is that say that all uh, roads lead to, to Rome. So in this case, all roads, uh, outside us in the end will lead inside um, us and we have to 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 look at that path and some of us will still have to go in many many circles before we reach the conclusion that we have to go back in and um, Absolutely. one of my questions yes you you led into uh, into it when did you feel that confidence that you can speak in front of people you can go on a tv show and tell them what you know or some of the things you know uh, without being mocked or again, having that confidence sure. that, yes, I can do this now. Yeah. I mean, I still get nervous, to be honest. Um, even when I get in front of the group, you know, my group, you know, and there are people that I've known for everywhere from a week to even two, three years, four years. And I still get nervous every once in a while. Um, you know, it's, it's, I've recognized that everyone has a message. Everyone has a truth, right? Which in this day and age with the craziness of the world being so volatile and delicate with meaning and changing the definitions of words and, you know, and even bringing the conversation around gender and identity, it's very, a slip, it's very much a slippery slope, right? Um, and so I recognize that there is a true truth. However, even that true truth, as it was coming into my awareness, I would constantly test it. I would constantly let that go. I would constantly say, no, I'm going to sit with this with a healthy skepticism and really analyze this and see if this is truly real, right? I'm not gonna just go, oh yeah, the world's saying it, everyone's saying it, like this must be true. No, let me truly with zero ego sit with this. And sometimes I sit with something for almost a year, right? Until I say, okay, this is true, right? So, you know, getting up in front of people was the same. You know, I recognized for me, it wasn't about me, right? This, this whole thing that I do with people now at this point uh, is not about me, right? I, I, I've been, as I believe so many of your audience and so many of the people who work with me, they've been giving, you've been giving many gifts, right? And it's up to each of us to uncover those gifts and to rediscover those gifts. We all have them, right? It's not about learning them or getting them outside of you. They're already inside. It's just uncover them, remember your gift, right? And so the more and more I worked with people, whether through the mind activation and activating people's pillars to open their third eye and, you know, activating their intuition, 
um, whether it be that or other things, um, you know, I just saw the work that I did with people and how it actually helped, right? So many people were coming to me, frankly, complaining and saying, hey, I went to this person, I went to this big name, I went to that person, nothing, nothing was working. This was baloney, this was stupid, this was a waste of my time. And I said, you know what? I went through the exact same thing. I tried everything, there was so much that didn't work and there was very few that actually did work. And so for me, you know, the things that I've done with people and the proof has been in the pudding with people, you know, the countless people that I've worked with over the years, you know, now over close to 80 countries, um, you know, they've told me that, hey, this really worked, right? You, you aren't crazy. And I'm like, well, I didn't think I was, but thanks for saying that, right? And at the same time, I'm glad to see it work for you too, like it has for so many others. And so that gave me the confidence, right? That gave me the awareness and the knowing that, hey, this actually does work. What I'm talking about and sharing my own journey, my own experience, the, the process of letting go, right? How to clear all the traumas, all the triggers, all the wounds, all the blocks, all the karma, all the things very quickly, right? And in, in like even a couple months, um, and I know it sounds too good to be true, but you, you know it, you've experienced it. Um, you know, being able to clear those things, that gave me the confidence. And then I got, I, I had to share. And I just know that people are struggling, right? They've been struggling for a long time on the journey of life. And even those who are on the path of awakening or spirituality, and they want to do it, they want to get there, but just, they're just spinning their wheels. And so for me, it, again, it wasn't about me. It wasn't about my being anxious. It wasn't about me being uh, or having lack of confidence. It wasn't about me being nervous. It wasn't about any of that stuff. It was about knowing that, hey, you know what? If I don't share what I know is working for people, like this may be someone's last chance to save their life, literally, right? Or, or to, to completely remove that karma or, or that trauma from their life. They, they may give up after this. So if I don't share this, you know, I looked at it that way. I, like it was a kind of do or die for me. Like if I don't do this, like I could be responsible for someone not, you know, making it to the next step in their life. Now, do I really truly believe that to be true? No, right? Because I believe everything has a purpose, purpose and a path and everything is exactly where it is to be, you know, all in flow. However, I would hold that mindset to myself because, you know, in certain cases, I literally did tell people, hey, you literally saved my life. Hey, this absolutely changed my life. And so that, that kept me going. And that's why I did it. Um, and like I said, I still get nervous to this day. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing. And yeah, yeah. full disclosure, I um, did um, go through your mind activation experience, and I feel that I'm carrying those uh, pillars of light pillars. Uh, with me on yeah. a daily basis. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. That, that's great. And, and you mentioned that, uh, yes, we are born with these uh, gifts. It's a matter of us surrendering and um, also finding that authenticity uh, that we can we can do this and uh, being in service that's that's very important there are maybe several elements which we have to tick on that list and be sure that we are open to the divine and mm -hmm. we want to to serve and that message and that experience will come to us and reactivation will will happen Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the question really goes to, it reminds me, and I think I shared this, you might've been on one of the calls, you know, it's like in the movie, Dr. Strange, where the, the ancient one or the anointed one, whatever her name is, she comes to Dr. Strange right as she's on her deathbed and, and he, he's asking her a question and she goes, when are you going to realize it's not about you? Right. So for those of you who are listening right now, the healer, right. I say this with love and yes, it's about you, your path, your healing, but when you're helping others and everyone else, it's not about you. So don't let your stuff get tangled up into the work that you're doing with them because really you're just holding the space for them to heal and the truth is um they're just tapping into the healed version of themselves you're just holding that space you're really not doing anything um other than holding that space and helping them to believe that it's possible and they just elevate themselves but ultimately that's how we help heal is by holding that space so it's a big deal yeah. so it's again not about you <laughs> not about me <laughs> not about anybody yeah. Alan, a lot of my uh, guests who um, had the uh, shamanic experience and in the end they become shamans themselves um, mentioned that the indigenous uh, people and the indigenous shamans are willing to share this uh, knowledge with them. Uh, in, in your case, what do you think it convinced them to, to share the information with you and let you into the secret let's say yeah the inner circle or the secret yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um yeah and I, I think this obviously this is a much bigger question right about what's going on in the world and there's so many people that are running around saying oh this is spiritual appropriation or indigenous appropriation and stuff like that and i, and I hear you and at the same time like okay i am latin so i can kind of get away with it let's be blunt about that but i wouldn't even use that card i would just say flat out you know in in getting the opportunity the blessing to meet some of these individuals 
right? Which is very rare in and of itself, sitting with them, them getting to know my heart, right? Having conversations, right? With all the teachers I've had, you know, they didn't just decide to teach me just because they wanted to just teach anyone, right? They decided to teach. And they said, listen, you know, our sons, our daughters no longer want to carry this information, this lineage. And we're unfortunately losing them to the big city. And they're, they want to go learn and be like you in Hollywood, you know, they want to go learn all this other stuff. And, you know, and people like you and people of all colors, of all creeds, of all religion are coming to us from around the world and they want to learn from us. So we, we very much want to teach because if we don't, the information, our, our lineage, our, our, the gifts that we offer is gone. It's lost for all of time. And so when I heard that, I said, absolutely. It would be an honor to, to share, you know, this wisdom, this knowledge and these experiences with others. So that's my, my short response to you. Um, and, I, and honestly, like I hear people when they say about all this stuff going on with the spiritual appropriation or the, you know, cultural and all that, I get it. But at the same time, people are losing sight of the bigger picture, right? The bigger picture is, these, this information is being lost. I'll give you an example. One of my dear friends, he's a third degree black belt in Kuksul. Um, his uh, friend as well, who, who actually trains me here in Sedona, she's as well a third degree black belt in Kuksul. Their grandmaster, um, uh, he, there are certain teachings and techniques he hasn't taught anyone ever, right? And this guy learned from the monks in Korea in the mountains. He had to get a special letter from uh, the Korean government, right? His family were royalty to basically get them to think about, oh, I probably should teach this because uh, the Chinese are coming and they're gonna destroy our culture and our lineage. And if, we, if it gets lost with us, if they kill us, it's gone forever. And so he, they taught it to him. And unfortunately now he's kind of holding back and not teaching this stuff, you know, which again, what does that lead to, right? Forget the appropriation, right? This is wisdom, this is hidden knowledge. This is, these are the things that frankly, those who are in power would want the ancients, the ancient knowledge to be forgotten about. So what would you yeah. rather have? Would you rather have people who don't look like those who should be teaching it? I don't give you should be teaching it. They don't look like the hell they should. Or would you rather have the knowledge, the wisdom in its, uh, in its um, purity and in its original intact form be taught so it doesn't get lost forever? And so when they told me, hey, please go teach this, you know, when the mind elder told me to go teach this, I said, done, I'm going to teach it. And I'm going to teach it far and wide, as far as I can, as fast as I can, because I want everyone to know about it, not for me, but because if not, it gets lost. So that's yeah. what I'd say. And most of uh, these teachings are oral. So um, right. it has yeah. to be passed from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. You have to re And is practical also. You learn through practice. It's not like uh, you take a pen and paper and you write all day long. You really have to practice right. it. No. And sometimes <laughs> an outsider maybe bring more respect to these uh, practices Absolutely. than one from the inside. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think there's, the, there's that element of it, of it having been kept sacred, right? It's almost like for those who are born around it, they look at it as, oh, it's just like anything else. It's like brushing my teeth, right? But for those who are like, oh my God, I would love to learn that. We, you know, you almost look at it as like, please, like it's sacred. I would love to learn <laughs> this. So there's a reverence, there's a respect there's an honoring of those traditions. And so I actually believe it's it's best the way it is right now. And if not, it's gone forever. Yeah. And another example is the, the reverence um, to, to water. The attitude towards water we have in the West compared to uh, the attitude of uh, those in Africa. And I was able to see that in uh, the latest anthology I released last year, um, Love, Letters, Love Letters to Water. The poetry talks about the basic needs those people have vis-a-vis -vis water. Mm -hmm. While here in Western world is much more poetic, is much more about enjoying water than understanding the, the deeper meaning of using the water and the, the reverence and how we have to you know, bow and respect water. So I can see that the, the balance between or the, the, the discrepancy between the West and the, the East. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really cool that you did that, by the way. I, I recently found that out about you, that you're, you know, put these types of things out. That's awesome that you do this work. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Alan, what was one of your most dramatic and um, powerful shamanic experiences you went through? If you can share with us. Yeah, well, there's a couple I'll share with you. Yeah, um, so... And they were ayahuasca or bufo or San Pedro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can clarify. 
Yeah, and and I and I so it's great you just asked that. And I would say that it wasn't just in the Aya experience or any of the the medicine experiences themselves, because at this point, with having done so many medicine ceremonies, my truth is that my life has become ceremony. And so mm -hmm. even without taking the physical substance, right? You know, when I call, call in Mother Ayahuasca or or any of the other plants, they're right there with me, right? So it could be I could be driving on the freeway to, to Los Angeles, right? Or I could be on the phone with my grandma and it could be a spiritual, you know, experience. And so one of the, the big ones, you know, I went through a, a quite a, a tumultuous time in my relationship, as I alluded to earlier. And um, you know, this relationship, it was the same woman, same relationship. You know, it took five rings to finally, you know, tie the knot and to get married, uh, which of course we had three weddings, but it took five rings. The second ring. Um, after one of the ceremonies, I remember having this, this ceremony with the ring on this cliff in, in San Diego, in La Jolla, on the cliffs overlooking the beach. And I was really at this place of, well, do I throw this ring off the cliff, you know, to let go of that version of the relationship, which, you know, was a very nice ring, or do I throw myself off this cliff? Literally, that was, that was what I was sitting with. And I decided the ring would be the lesser of the two, right? Even though it was, it signified, you know, everything, it signified the relationship, it signified everything I was evolving through and healing through. And so I threw the ring, right? And then, um, you know, there was no coming back from that relationship. You know, my closest friends, they knew, gosh, Alon, they said, there's no way that this will ever come back together. There's no way you guys are going to come back together. It's impossible. And so one of the things I, I learned from one of the, the teachers, my masters, and, and, and teach now is how to manifest from the heart, right? How do you create from that space? And so I had manifested from heart, from the heart, from oneness, not from duality, from oneness, that we would, if it were for the highest well good, for the good of all, to get back together. And so I, I watched over the next month as how uh, synchronistic things unfolded and, and brought us back together. And my friend, uh, in particular, the one that I said, hey, you tell me, I'm going to tell you, hey, this is what I'm doing. If it doesn't happen, you can tell me I'm full of it, right? If not, you'll know that I absolutely had a hand in this creation and that I was the full, the the sole purpose of why it happened. And so it happened, right? And after that, it was, it was like a miracle, right? Um, that was one experience. Another experience, um, I remember doing a ceremony for a small group of people. And this was, uh, uh, this was a plant medicine, I'll say. <laughs> I'll say it that way. And um, there was this gal, uh, a woman from uh, her original lineage, her family were from Africa. And her father had actually, her and her and her father got exiled from this tribe. And um, unfortunately, they cursed them. And so I sat with this woman for, for many hours as she literally purged hundreds of, of entities, spirits, things that were not supposed to be inside of her, the curses of the tribe, um, as she was sitting, literally holding the toilet bowl. And I'm breathing smoke over her, helping her to facilitate the clearing of these beings or these entities, these spirits, um, and to help uh, you know, clear up her whole field and uh, sat with her for the whole night. Uh, she did a lot of purging, a lot of throwing up. That was just mind-blowing phenomenal. Um, another one, um, a woman who had, uh, her parents had just passed on. Um, she was grieving and she was you know, going through the, those stages of grief. And so she, we were in the medicine and I remember doing work on her and in the space and in the house, cause it was in the house of where her family was, her parents who had just died, uh, I think a week or two before. And as I'm walking through the living room, I see two spirals, two energy, almost two vortexes sitting on the, on the couch. And I, I looked over, kind of double take, right? And it's completely pitch black. You know, it's in the, in the peak of the ceremony. It's pitch black, although we we're seeing lots of things. Um, and I asked, who are you? And I heard, oh, we're so-and-so's mother and father. I said, oh my gosh, wow, what an honor to meet you. I've never met them before, right? But what an honor to meet you. And I said, is there anything I could do to help you, you know, on your journey? And they said, yes, can you please take care of, you know, our daughter and, and help her to heal through this? And can you also help us to go to our, our next place, our next destination? I said, sure. So I, I, I know what to do. And so I opened another, you know, pathway for them to, to be able to transition to the other side because they couldn't figure it out, apparently. And then they, they both took off. And, uh, you know, and then the next morning we were sitting in integration, her and I speaking and she says, hey, were those uh, my parents? And I said, yeah, they were. And she says, yeah, I saw you work with them and you helped them to go. I said, yeah, they were, they were very happy. And they, they, you know, they gave me you know, a blessing to support you and help you and told me what to, to do best to help you. And that's what we did. And so she you know, went on to, to, to quickly move through her grieving process, of course, honoring the process, but 
you know, truly working through it. And, uh, you know, she's, she's thriving. So yeah, those are three great examples. Oh, there's many more, but Thank you. I, there's yeah. been some crazy stuff I've seen, like pictures flying across rooms and <laughs> doors slamming. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I mentioned several times uh, during my interviews about how powerful these um, um, African uh, shamans are uh, and what uh, type of um, damage they can do if you are not on the good side. Um, and it's just unbelievable. Oh, yeah. uh, so what you you mentioned with your um, Qigong um, master, these guys also can do and they can open portals that they can go in and out. And this is just mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> and scary at the same time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. And why did you choose this name Genesis Doctor? You know, I actually didn't choose it. Um, a, a student of mine chose it for me. So I was up working. Um, in the Hollywood Hills with a student and we had just done a, a day or two worth of ceremonial work and we're sitting out on the patio overlooking you know all of Los Angeles is quite beautiful and um he says gosh you know you're really amazing you're, you're like a, a doctor like a spiritual doctor and I'm like well thank you right and I never really called myself that or anything before but you know he's like yeah you're, you're like a spiritual doctor and I'm like yeah 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 and he says, he's, he goes on, he says, yeah, you know, I really feel like I, I, um, I have a new beginning here in my life. You know, it's like I have a new genesis. And he goes, oh, my gosh. He goes, that's it. You're the genesis doctor. Hmm. And, and he's, he's like a, a very successful business guy, marketing, branding, all like crazy wizard. So for him, he just on the spot, his mind put it all together. So we're just sitting there and he literally coined me that. And I, I fell in love with it. I thought it was great. You know, and I, I believe what it translates to is Genesis Shaman, but I don't use that because, you know, I think doctor is more relatable today, yeah. nowadays. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, I ran with it. And uh, ever since, that's what I've been known as. Yeah. Doctor will attract. Shaman might repel in some people's exactly. perception. So yeah. And to it's... be fair, doctor has <clears throat> repelled a few too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just fine. Whatever. Hey, to each their own and whoever's meant to come into, you know, each of our orbits. Yeah, you know, that's how it works. So I'm not worried about it. Everything always works out the way it needs to. Yeah. The way it's meant to. You know, at the beginning, you mentioned that you are a no-nonsense uh, type of person. So, you know, we see how around us, the society is going down the, the history drain. Yeah. What do you think it needs in order to ascend to a different level of consciousness? Well, you know, I, I oddly enough, I believe it's happening simultaneously. Um, as as much as society is going down the drain, and, and to be clear, that's not just here in the states or in Canada. Like that's it's around the world, right? Um, you hear reports of countries and all kinds of things that are happening that are just like, what, what? This is crazy. Um, and so, just as much craziness is going on, and society is going down the drains. I also see, you know, that many people are also waking up. You know, it's it's these situations, and I'll call them these situations. We'll just let your your audience fill in the blanks of what that is. Um, you know, they're really forcing people to look at things in a way they've never looked at them before, you know, to question the narrative, to question, you know, what everyone is saying, because obviously so many people now are seeing through the baloney, through the bowl of what's going on. Right. And so they know, Hey, this is, this is not true. <clears throat> and so people actually start digging they start looking and they recognize, Oh my God, this is the furthest from the truth. And, you know, and then they take a stance for truth and they take a stance for standing up for the rights, right. Standing up for other countrymen and women. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we are going through the great awakening right now. Um, you know, will it get very difficult and very challenging? I believe it will. You know, I don't, I don't believe we're maybe even 10% into it. You know, I think it's going to get much worse, but, uh, I hope I'm wrong and I'm always a very positive and hopeful person, but I'm also a realist and I look at things and, and the trends of how things are going. And I'm like, what? We're in for a rocky road. And what this is doing, it's creating two worlds, right? You have the world who are going ex into extreme delusion. You have the world that are going into in the in insane chaos that's going on in the world and they're getting swept into that current. And then you have the other people who are going, wait a second, this is not right. And this is right over here. I'm going to do this, right? So we're starting to see all kinds of things, you know, like uh, the nomads or the clan mentality is coming up all over again right a lot of people are starting to homestead a lot of people are you know you know getting their own farms and having their own chickens and becoming more self-sufficient self-sustained and um, i believe it's frankly it's the way it should always have been but it's this these events that have really pushed people who were on the edge of it already that are now now they're finally saying okay we're gonna 
we're going to go back to taking care of ourselves and not, you know, relying on big daddy, mommy government or, you know, big brother to nudge us in a certain way because we don't want to go that way. So um, I absolutely believe it's happening, but, you know, it's got to get a lot worse before it gets better. And I look at this, I liken this experience that the world is going through as the dark night of the soul for the world, right? Um, for those who are listening here right now, for those of you who have gone deep into yourself, you know what I'm talking about. You've gone through the dark night of the soul within yourself. And with that, right, should happen. Can I say that? Stuff happens. Sorry. Stuff happens, right? Stuff comes up. And so with that, um, you learned how to move through what has come up inside of you and what you navigated in your life, the traumas, the dramas, et cetera. Right. And so that's what the world is going through right now. And that's what's needed in order to grow up. Right. Right now, humanity is frankly needing to grow up and we're going through the growing up phase, except it's quite painful. There's a lot of growing pains. A lot of people are frankly not able to tolerate it. A lot of people are literally checking out. Right. They're spontaneously going, dying, going to the side or taking their life or worse. And I hope right that if there's anyone here that's listening to this right now and you may be on that edge do not give up hope number one number two you're waking up for a reason right yes you may feel like you're going crazy but you're not going crazy you're seeing through the the maya the illusion of of the world and society and really reality right and it's your time now to wake up and this is your invitation to step forward into your new path that you wouldn't have otherwise seen if you wouldn't have all these things going on and coming up inside of you so you know, just one person right now listening, you know, this, this is what many people are going through in some way, shape or form in, in the world. It doesn't matter what culture you are, what country you are, what color you are, it doesn't matter, right? Everyone's going through their own stuff. And, you know, for anyone who has any latent uh, trauma or things they haven't addressed, it'll come up right now. The world, this world situation, these world situations are facilitating that. So we can look at, at what's going on right now as a big healer if we choose it to, but then beyond the healing, then you got to stand up and and stand up for your rights literally and not you know give in to tyranny and not give in to uh those who seek to control you or enslave you on all yeah. levels and those who seek to control us are in fact those who are supposed to work for us not That's the true. other way around <laughs> and uh, we have to acknowledge the fact that it's being done in purpose and as soon as you realize that then you can start taking action I mean, sure. how crazy it is not to be allowed to have chickens in your backyard or yeah. kill your cows or yeah. kill your deers or whatever, for whatever yeah. reason, Same. because someone at the top said, yeah, we yeah. have a, a virus now. Show yeah. me the proof. Doesn't matter. You have to kill them. Right. So that will turn into starvation. That will turn into riots. That will turn into oh, yeah. social yes. distress. Social so, unrest. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. Yeah. Or even really crazy. You, you, even you're up in Canada, correct? Yes. Yeah. So up there with all the, the censorship that's beginning to, to, to get rolled out now, like it's going to be difficult yeah. to see online. What is the truth, right? When things are being censored. So, you know, we're already seeing this, you know, everyone here watching this right now, you're, you're paying attention, you're awake, you're not going crazy, pay attention more and, and trust that your heart is leading you the right way to where you need to go. But that doesn't mean just sit back and do nothing. Right. That's exactly why we're in the situation we are, because everyone's just sitting back and going, oh, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Like, you've got to do something. You've got to get involved with your community. you got to get involved at a local level and do something about this. Otherwise, there ain't going to be nothing left to fight for, not for your kids or your, your, your grandkids or your great grandkids. Seriously. Um, and I don't mean to be Mr. Doom and Gloom, and I'm not, but I'm just being realistic. You know, that these are things we need to seriously consider and to take action on. Otherwise, you know, humanity, as we know, it will be very different. Right. And I truthfully, truthfully, I believe in humanity of, of the highest consciousness, right? That's what's unfolding here. People are awakening, right? People are going through that process. It's not comfortable, right? This is the dark night of the soul. And so people going through these growing pains, they got to go through it in order to really come through the other side. And then to have that experience where they grew up. The, the biggest trauma that I see on the planet right now is, you know, especially when so many people don't want to have kids right? Or so many others are being convinced not to have kids because of all this ideologies or things going on in the world, right? Um, it's because of people not growing up there, because of people uh, not having kids and not having, taking care of another, another person or another soul, they don't grow up themselves. And so really the big trauma I see is just people don't, aren't wanting to grow up. They want to stay in, frankly, the child position. And so this is an invitation for all of us to stand up and grow up, right? Otherwise, big brother or bigger whatever will be our parent and take care and control us however they see fit which 
it's not right. That's not the way it's designed to be. I don't believe that's the way that the universe truly intends it to be, you know, when we are sovereign beings on yeah. all levels. And on top of that, they, they push the, the woke uh, mm-hmm. agenda, which yeah. twists people's mind even more. And yes, then yes, they are really yes. in total chaos in their minds and they don't know where to go, who they are, mm-hmm. uh, what to believe anymore. Yeah. And well, um, it's said that the, the media is part of the, the whole um, game plan and yeah. uh, they are not on our side as well. No, no, they're not. <clears throat> and this is, you know, whenever they change history, right, you alluded to that changing history, right? Whenever they change the definition of words, whenever they pull down all the statues of our past forefathers and mothers, like they literally are changing history so that we can, they can rewrite our minds. They can rewrite how we think about things, right? when they start introducing different ideologies, like you alluded to woke, right? Um, it creates confusion, right? That's very common sense. Or the, the one I saw yesterday, uh, I think it's, it might be up in Canada or somewhere. They were saying that some of the scientists now they're starting to say two plus two is not four, it's five, right? So that if they start to change mathematics and these things, which they will, they'll try to, um, you know, people are going to be really confused. And so, you know, this is what this really is, is this is book burning, right? This is, this is the book burning time where they're trying to remove all things. And when a person or a group of people, a society is confused, what do a group or uh, what does a group of people who are confused do? Tell me what to do. I'll follow you. Right. So that's the ultimate thing, right? Learn to think for yourself, right? Be a critical thinker, which is my focus. You know, you saw that in the group, you know, when I'm leading people into their hearts and helping them to see the story of their mind to release every single trigger, trauma, drama, wound, karma, everything. And literally, you saw it, literally, you saw miracles in even a week there for people. Um, When you're going through your mind, you learn how to think, right? But most people just don't learn how to think. They think their mind is is them, but their mind is not who they are, right? They believe the story of the mind, which the story of the mind or the stories of the mind can come from society, can come from religion, can come from culture, can come from Hollywood, it can come from movies, it can come from anywhere, right? It can come from the media. Right. So we have to really be vigilant and pay attention to what are the things that we're um, assimilating into our awareness, into our consciousness. Right. And those things, they're, 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 they're devilish. They're crafty. They sneak in. You know, we think we're, oh, no, that could never brainwash me. Oh, no, that could never take over my mind. But little by little, these things can infiltrate. Right. And I have a very strong mind and I meditate, you know, a lot. Right. And I see sometimes things come in. I'm like, oh, where did I get that from? Huh. All right. Well, wherever it came from, it's goodbye. Right. That is not proliferating in my consciousness. Right. So as custodians of this universe, each of us, that that starts from the inside. We have to choose to be right. And that's not I'm not going to tell you what to do. But, you know, my invitation to you is to choose to be the custodian of your universe. Otherwise, someone else will be. And so that starts from within. What are your thoughts on a day to day? What are your emotions? Right. What are the programmed emotions? Because your emotions are not you. You know, those are also programs, right? The majority of them. Have you ever experienced a true emotion? You know, that's a question to ask and think about, it, right? What are those things, right? Or are the emotions a, a, a response to a triggered event? And it's just, oh, I'm just acting out a, an event that I saw my mom do or you know, experience or exhibit or my dad or my, my brother or my sister, right? Or, or I saw so-and-so in this TV show do that and I'm just exhibiting those emotions, right? Again, this is about coming back fully to ourselves. And, and truly, again, coming back to that personal sovereignty of mind, body, spirit. Yes. And going back to what you said that uh, two plus two equals five. I mean, <laughs> that might be, um, let's say, acceptable if they teach us quantum physics first. Sure. Because in a quantum uh, phenomena or sure. quantum plane, that might be possible, but not in a grade no. two or three you know, <laughs> school or whatever. Yeah. So there are prerequisites for, for that uh, statement to be accepted, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> What's the context, What's the context yeah, of that? Yeah, exactly. Um, I was having a discussion with my, uh, my younger son the other day, and he said that he became conscious at uh, age seven. Mm-hmm. And I thought about myself, and I realized I become conscious of myself, of my surroundings around three to four, anywhere between three to four years old. So do you think that moment is important in one's life has any significance or it's up to each of us how we resonate with the, the environment and become aware of it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a couple of different angles to it. I think the big picture is we all as souls choose what this experience is going to be. 
And that can include being completely asleep and a sheep, right? That can be a spiritual choice, a spiritual experience, because, hey, guess what? The soul is looking to create a well-rounded experience. Why? I don't know, right? I wouldn't want to be that. But, but at the same time, you know, that can be a choice, right? So I personally don't look to age as, a, as an important factor. It's more of, well, I chose to go through X, Y, Z and come to the place and time where I would start to awaken and remember, right? I believe that's more of how it is. At least that's my personal experience and how I've seen others. I could be wrong. And maybe there's, uh, there's always exceptions to the rule, of course. Yeah. But, you know, for me, that's, that was the, the typical, that was my story. And that's the typical that I've seen with so many people is that, hey, at a certain time, certain event, some event that made them question things, they went through, you know, a dark night of soul. Again, that's been the theme so far of this call, of uh, this interview. Um, you know, uh, until that came, someone was just happy-go-lucky and totally asleep and fine being asleep. And then all of a sudden that, you know, what hit the fan. And then all of a sudden they say, Oh my God, I need to look at things in a different way. Oh my God, things are not what I thought they are. Oh my God, I need to change. And then, Oh my God, it's hard to change to, Oh my God, I can, I changed to, Oh my God, I'm good now. Right. I've I made it to the other <laughs> side. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Thank you. Let's yeah. talk a little bit more about uh, your programs. I know uh, you have a shaman in a box uh, device. You, you, used to cool. heal people <laughs> and um can you share more about uh, that yeah that yeah so um the shaman a box device actually i have it sitting right here next to me i was working on myself earlier um i call it shaman in a box because i believe it can do everything i can do right and i know that may sound eric some people it's not meant to be um it is a technology that's a frequency device um that is a it's an fda clear device right so it's a medical device um, and they've taken the, the knowledge of all frequency healing, right? Knowing that every disease has a frequency and knowing that if you have the counteracting frequency, you can invert and negate these things. Now, I can't make any medical claims, nor would I, or any claims of curing or anything like that. Although what I would tell you, I've seen some very interesting things. Okay, you can read between the lines. Um, and I like to joke about that, but at the same time, it's very serious. Like there's, there's unbelievable things that I've experienced with people with the device. Um, and again, I call it shaman in a box because I believe I can do all these things. I've done all these things with people, but sometimes when I'm lazy, frankly, I like to use a computer. I like to use a device that we can go in and fine tune your meridians, your acupuncture points, right? Your organs, bring all your, your organs up to a certain voltage where they're all going optimally, right? Or the, the big conversation lately has been um, a few, quite a few people have been talking to me and, and asking for help that have gotten the shots right? Or any kind of damage from vaccines. And um, you actually can begin to detoxify these things from the body if you know exactly what to do. And so, um, yeah, I could say this device is pretty interesting. Um, I typically offer the shaman in a box uh, as a group um, for, the, for the group calls with my, uh, with my family called the Genesis Point family. Um, but I'm actually rolling out in the next two weeks here. A lot of people have been emailing me. I have a, a running waiting list actually uh, for people to work with this device one-on-one um, -on -one, and you know we can tune into what exactly is going on right not just with your emotional body or energetic body this goes well beyond that you know this connects to everything right um, i'm sure you've seen this claudio but for anyone listening right now please yeah. look into curling and photography right please look into um different types of of technology like that that can see the aura and know that when you're actually seeing a genuine picture of the aura um where there is a hole or where there is a let's call it an interesting place in your energy body. That's usually significant because it connects to your meridians, which then connects that particular part of your body, uh, basically an organ. So if you have an imbalance or even a precursor to a disease, right, your aura will tell you a lot. So again, this isn't just about energetics or you know, the, the uh, uh, energy body. This is about the physical body too. So we're looking at the whole body in a holistic unit, right? We're looking at what's going on through all your meridians, what's going on through all your acupuncture points. Let's balance all those. What organs are weak? Okay, let's bring healing there, right? And what are the specific supplements or things you'll need to do to bring your body back to base level, right? Most people are deficient, even people that are very healthy, right? I mean, gosh, even me and I have this technology available to me, right? And it's a $25,000 device. It's not just a $2 device, right? I have this incredible technology available to me, but even if I work too much, right? If I don't get enough sleep, my adrenals can be fatigued. My body can be out of balance. And then I can quickly rebalance myself either by, you know, doing my traditional shamanic work or with using this. And so lately, so many people have expressed interest in this device 
in doing sessions because they want to know exactly what's going on inside of them. And so we're able to do some really cool things. So um, uh, that's, that's one thing that I'm playing with right now and offering people as I move forward. Um, but there's many other offerings as well. Um, we alluded to the mind activation, which is 22 days to activate your third eye. And this is what I learned from a Mayan elder, uh, specifically how to activate the pillars of light, the pillars of, of creation really is what I call them, um, to then open up your third eye for intuition, right? Um, and when you do this, you're actually reconnecting these, these energy pathways that haven't been connected in a very long time, right? And the reason I say it that way is because you probably, if you're interested in this idea, you've probably done this before in a very, very you know, ancient time, but now you're just remembering, oh, we did that a long time ago. Let me do it again. I want to do it, right? Um, stuff like that. That's how I came across. I'm like, I want to know what that is. It sounded weird to me, but I'm like, mm, it just felt like I needed to do it, right? And when I did it, it's like all the lights turned on, right? And so people who are super psychic, psychic typically have two of these channels open. Um, we'll open up all four channels um, and people experience all kinds of crazy things. It's pretty phenomenal. Um, then, of course, there's a master class, which is all about, you know, coming into your alignment, you know, 30 days to living an aligned life. And then I have another course that's really cool. Uh, it's about the infinity O. I, I can call it the infinity oh my God. So if, uh, if you've ever thought about using your orgasm energy to one manifest or you didn't know you could use it to heal, you can learn to use it specifically for those things. But if you do it the right way, you actually move the seat of your soul from your head to your heart permanently, which is a big, I believe the biggest benefit. And then the human benefit is a 10 plus long minute orgasm. For the guys listening to this, if you think I'm full of it, I thought I, I, I thought the same thing too, until I experienced it. And I thought I was going to die. <laughs> it was so pleasurable and, and so mind blowing. Um, and the amount of energy that I was able to hold on to and to build my field versus to just disperse most people when they climax, unfortunately that energy just goes, poof, it's gone, gone, never come back, never comes back. But if you learn how to channel it, and if you learn how to keep it in your field the right way, you actually strengthen your energy body, your light body. And, uh, you just get your, your, you know, your jing gets much stronger. Anyway, it's, it's very cool. And there's other things I do too, but, you know, retreats and, and uh, uh, shamanic ceremonies, medicine ceremonies, both in person and virtual. But yeah, I, I keep very busy. And again, I still don't know how I'm doing all this. I just was led here every step of the way. And I just trust. So I'm, it's not about me. It's about, you know, serving as we talked about. Yeah. Thank you very much for, for sharing. And yeah. we're approaching the Thank end of the interview. Any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Um, you know, and so I'm going to speak directly to you, the listener. Um, again, I started saying it earlier, but you're waking up right now, right? No matter where you're on your path. Uh, to be clear, I'm still waking up. I'm still seeing things. I'm still realizing things. There's no end. And that's the fun part of it, right? And if you feel like there's any angst there, let go of that angst, right? You know, this is supposed to be fun. You know, it's meant to be fun, right? Bring back play and lightheartedness and love into the equation um, and let it permeate everything you do, everything you think, everything you feel. Um, no matter what you're going through right now, you know, trust your, yourself, your heart, right? Trust the messages that are coming from there, you know, because what's going on in the world right now would seek to slowly confuse and to cause disconnect from self. And that's how they, I'll give you win. I don't believe they're winning at all right now, but right. That's how they can maybe come close to winning. So remember you are a sovereign being. Remember that you are the one solely in charge of your destiny, your reality. You just have to choose it. You have to remember that you are that which you've been seeking, right? You are the God within, the goddess within, right? Find that inside of yourself. And it's not by doing anything else other than uncovering it, right? And as I've shared with Claudio many times on the calls, you know, my, um, my North Star, my guiding stars for so long on my journey was the quote of Rumi, right? Uh, seek for love, you know, about love is don't seek for love outside of yourself. Seek to tear down all the walls where you've built against love, where the reality is you are truly love, right? But we've just accumulated these stories, these events, these, you know, traumas where we've experienced where we've gotten our hearts broken, right? Tear those walls down, right? How can you experience love moving forward? And right, and that's just one example, right? So whether it be love, whether that be, you know, abundance you want to attract in, you got to tear down the walls that you've built against abundance. If it's peace, you got to tear those walls down too. It's not about getting it, right? It's about tearing those down. It's about uncovering that which you truly are. Again, the God, goddess within that, you know, truth within, peace within, love within, kindness, forgiveness, compassion, so on and so forth, la, 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 all of it, right? Whatever you're seeking, it is seeking you, but you've got to clear it, right? And nobody else can do that for you. And that's what I pride myself in. And you, do, you know this, Claudio, is I don't tell people what to do. I show people what to do. That way you can heal yourself. 
um, because it's so important to me to know that well beyond me and my days, my physical days here on this plane of existence, people will be able to know what to do to heal themselves, right? Because if not, you're constantly depending on someone else or on something else to constantly do the work for you. You know, and there's so many people, frankly, out there who are lazy, right? Don't be lazy. This is your soul we're talking about here, right? This is something to never be lazy about, right? And unfortunately, so many people have become complacent, you know, and lazy because of conditioning within society that it permeates and moves through your spiritual practice and your spiritual journey. So don't let it, don't let it be. You must, not for me, but for you, you must put a big, you know, like, no, I'm not going to do that. I will stand up. I will do the work. Yes, I don't like doing the work. Yes, you know, sometimes it sucks doing the work. Yes, I get it. I've been there. Yes, it's not fun. But you know what? Through all the, it sucks, it's not fun, I don't like doing it, is, is your heaven here now. <clears throat> and as I talk about in the calls, heaven is here now. You don't have to wait till you die. You can live here in heaven now. It's a place inside you. It's inside of your heart. So that's what I would end with. Yeah. Thank you very much, uh, Alan, for uh, your wisdom. Um, all the best with your um, programs and your uh, um, shamanic work. Appreciate that. And um, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah, to, to add, thank you. Yes. And to add, um, for anyone who wants to learn anything about those courses, um, go to the website genesisdoctor.com or go to mayanactivation.com. Um, and if you're interested in, in learning more about the uh, shaman in a box to mm -hmm. get a scan and see what's going on, um, send an email. Um, at least right now you can send an email to support at alignedlifeacademy.com and just let them know that you're interested in looking into that. Yeah, we'll have these links, uh, links in the description of the, the video. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, to my viewers, thank you for watching it. Share it, like it. Um, get a free copy of my book when you visit my website. And until next time, love and gratitude.